friendsclothing.us and go go cop. We're giving um, a percentage of the proceeds to the Chattahoochee Riverkeeper and kind of like not a partnership because they don't then it's not like a like a collaboration, but we're just donating the proceeds that we make to, you know, to this uh, foundation. So make sure y'all go ahead and support that cause. We got T-shirts on the site, Earth Day T-shirts, and we also have a super cool tote bag as well. So, you know, go support. Yes, sir. How you feeling, bro? You feeling good? I'm feeling good, man. I just did a three and a half mile run. Feeling youthful, you know? Damn. Mile. Damn. Three and a half? <laughs> like, just like continuous and shit? Like, no walking? No jogging? Well, I mean, I stopped a few times, but, you know, I'm just trying to get back fit. You know, you trying, to, like, trying to get back healthy. Do you feel like running best suits you when it comes to fitness? Yes and no. I mean, I can feel myself getting older. Like my knees, you know, and my ankles, you know, they're starting to they're starting to hurt a little bit, you know. But uh, you know, that's just that is just a product of of aging. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, you're not lying. But yeah. I, I feel like when we were younger, well, at least for me, I could really wear any type of running shoes and still be straight and like still be able to run comfortably. Now I feel like I need, you know, I'm getting older. So I need the shoes that give me support instead of like the fake Nike running yeah. shoes. Like I was running in my Vapor Maxes the other day and this is not it, bro. Like, that shit is not yeah. it. I need me some real shits. <laughs> um. No, man. I mean, you start to realize that, you know, some of these brands you used to wear as a kid, you know, they might look stylish, but they really not made for what they actually say they're made for. You know, like the, the Nike Flyknit trainers, man. I mean, when when I was in ninth grade, you can tell me those just weren't the 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 like coolest, freshest, you know, oh yeah, best thing Nike has made in terms of running. You know, I thought it was so cool. I soccer practice with them on. You know, I also got that. I still have the same pair, and I realized how bad they are, especially <laughs> like when you look at like uh, Hoka or oh Sakoni. Or you know, you know, uh, Salmon, those brands—they're killing it right now, man. They're important. Like it's, it's more than the look, and I think that's obviously where they don't get the credit. Like no one's gonna be like, "Yeah, I got these new pairs of Brooks, and these shits are hard." Yeah. But it's just—I think it's like the support. Like as we, like you know, us, like we're older, we want something to comfortable to run in, and that we can have for you know years. We might be able to run in the fly nets for like one day, but after that, you yeah, know, it's wraps. So, well, I mean, now now you can get shoes, and they'll last you a long time. You're not gonna grow anymore, you know, maybe a few inches. But I, I think at our age, in terms of foot size, I don't see you going from like a 12 to a 16 in you know two years. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. You know, you that gotta be, be like, uh, you gotta be a uh, What's that dude that played for UCF? Oh, Taco Fall. Yeah, man, you gotta be a Taco Falls to be like growing like that, dude. And even him, I think he's, I think he's almost done. Well, yeah. actually, I don't think so because they were talking about how he actually might, um, might have to leave the leave soon because of his, um, the way he's growing. 
kind of you have to leave the league. Well, not leave the league, but they said he might have to cut his career short. Same with Bobo. Um, yeah, he's having those. Uh, I think it's foot injuries, I believe, or leg injuries. Um, I mean, when you get that tall, your body can't sustain its caging almost like the yeah. bones and and you know tendons and all that stuff. It starts to add up. You can't be that. You can't be that tall. You gotta have like a a big frame for something like that. Oh yeah. Even like Shaq. Shaq. Shaq is tall and he has a really wide frame. You know, he has enough to support something like that. Yeah, not not that boy Bobo. I think Bobo. If I had to take a guess, I'd probably guess he's probably like 250, 260. He might be like 270, I feel like. But maybe. Maybe. Because he's seven. He's seven one, I believe. Right? Yeah. Cause he ta- definitely ta- over seven, seven feet. Yeah. Taco falls seven six. I know that for sure. Um, yeah. But one thing that really is really cool about Bobo is like I think the way that he dresses and like his fashion sense and the things that he's able to wear I think it's underrated to you know people like us I don't think we give him enough credit because he he can't go into any store nor can he go into any website and get the things that he has like if he wasn't bull bull he wouldn't be able to dress like us he wouldn't be able to dress like normal people but he's so plugged in with um Matthew Williams and Virgil and um Ian and Bari, he's getting these, he's calling them like, yo, I need a piece in my size. Like, I, you yeah. know, I need, like he's calling Nike, he's calling all these brands and he's getting his own custom size and all these stuff, all these things. And it's, it's kind of cool, yeah. man. That's why I really fuck with him. I think he's one of my favorite dressed NBA players. Yeah. Well, I feel like that goes back to, you know, what Kevin was saying on the, on the, on the podcast. He was like, to be able to pull an outfit together for, you know, the resources that you have, what you have at your disposal, you know, that, that, that really makes somebody who can really pull off a fit. And for Bobo to be able to pull off any type of fit with his proportion is astronomical, you know, it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. I mean, even, I feel like my proportions are pretty even and I, I find it really hard to find stuff that compliments me. So I can't even imagine what boat he's in. But then again, he does have some really talented friends that's going to hook him up. Oh, yeah. Like Ian's linked to everything that he wears, bro, almost. I'm pretty sure Ian I introduced him to a lot of the people that he be wearing. Yeah. speaking, Speaking of Ian... Is he done with uh, Born From Pain? Isn't that the brand, Born From Pain? I think so. It, he's done? Well, he's in jail, so I would assume that he nah, just I think he gave actually, up on it. Or no, Sicko. I think it was, was it Sicko? Pretty sure it's Sicko. I get it mixed up. Uh, I know he had, um, let me see. 
But I think it's... He um, had Revenge Storm, and then he had Sicko, and then he had Born from Pain. I don't even know what... Is it all the same thing or what? He went crazy with um, Revenge. He really fucked... Not fucked us over, but he really fooled us. Just like how Kanye fooled us with the... um, Yeah, it's Born from Pain. Is is Revenge Storm underneath Born from Pain? Or is that just like a separate... A separate project that he had. I think it's just like a separate project. I think it's just like how Virgil has like Hood by Air and Pyrex. Yeah. How he had Off White. Yeah. I think he just tried to go into something different. And Revenge Storm, like he, uh, they were just they were just shoes, right? Like he didn't ha- he didn't have shirts or pants no, or they were just the shoes. Yeah. He was copying he might- a he was copying an age old formula though. What do you mean? You know how Pyrex was off like you know, other designers' pieces. I can't think of the ones right now. But I, I know Pyrex was not printed on actual Pyrex pieces. He made those clothes on the other designer pieces. Okay, got gotcha. you. Same. Bapestas are not the same, but they do follow the same silhouette as a Nike dunk. Oh, you mean the Air Force? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Air Force. Yeah. And it just followed the same the same silhouette. And that's all Ian did. He just used that same knowledge and just came up with a shoe that looked exactly like a van. But, you know, now he's selling his for like, or it's reselling for like 200, 300. I mean, at his height, because I was going to get me a pair going on grail. And I mean, I was seriously deciding whether or not I was going to spend $450 on some revenge storm. Yeah. I'm I'm riding that boat, and that's crazy. <laughs> I but I think honestly, I really feel like that's the smartest way, bro. I really do think for for us to have that opportunity to take something we like and really just put our spin on it. I mean, why not? I feel like I feel like it happens in music when with sampling, like when people take lyrics, like Drake be doing that shit all the time, my nigga. You know what I mean? But sometimes they'll make it better. Like, arguably, some people would think yeah. that. Well, he's, he's definitely like a prince of samples. Who, Drake? Oh, my bad. What did you say? Yeah, I said Drake. He He's the prince of samples. You think so? I think Kanye's the king of samples. Okay, Drake, yeah, yeah. Like, I was listening to um, After Dark off yep. Scorpion. And I didn't even know like that outro that he had on that song where it's it's that smooth talking guy at the end mm-hmm. and he's telling you you're listening to this network, you know, and he and he has that really soothing voice. Yeah. He was really paying homage to a whole genre of radio. And he, oh, really? they they actually went to the guy that did that that outro, and you know, he's immersed in that subculture of uh of uh i can't remember what it's called but you know it's on it's in every city every city has this radio station that is just has this smooth jazz kind of you know relaxing channel and that and and there's a whole lot of you know people that follow those radio stations to this day and this man drake is still paying homage to that you know, even to into Scorpion, you know, that's 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 a while. 
That's what I'm saying. I think I, I don't even think Drake be buying. I think he just pays homage for real. Yeah. That's 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 really um how I see it. But I'm just I'm 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 a big I'm a big Drake fan. And I mean you know that, but I just yeah. don't ever like to discredit him. I don't know, bro. Like <laughs> I don't think niggas understand, like they don't understand if he drops certified lover boy and it's better than either if you're reading this is too late um nothing was the same take care so far gone then he's easily a top 10 rapper to ever live to me at least like if he tops any of those projects i don't i just don't see it any other way but do you see drake is that same you know the grassy teenager that was no. making those hit records i, I feel like he's He's so far gone from that type of sound. He, yeah, he he is, bro. But I mean, think of the evolution of any rapper, any of the great rappers. They never stay in the same place. Like even yeah. um, even Eminem. Eminem started off as a um, as a ruthless fuck you um, dark rapper. Then he kind of started to move into his conscious bag. Then he kind of mm-hmm. got to the point where he was tr- not trying to make hits, but he knew that he had the ability to be a to be a hit maker. So he got on that wave as well. And then he got to the point where he was old and he started to, in a way, kind of repent for the things that he used to talk about, like how he has um, headlines. Yeah. He talks about he's apologizing to his mom. Um, then he gets to the bag as of recently that, like, I'm the greatest you're telling me to leave. I don't really care. And I think we can go through that same, like, not the exact same development, but mainly that same evolution type with every great rapper, I feel like. I could see that. I don't think Certified Lover Boy is going to be a classic, though. Without even hearing a single sound, a single word from the album, I don't think it can be that critically acclaimed because Drake has already had the public so enthralled in his aesthetic and his sound and the whole, like that whole summer 16 wave. Like, I, I feel like that's where he was at his pinnacle. And I feel like now people are starting to look to things that are more subversive, that are more akin to a smaller audience they want a rapper that they can relate to that is still on their level in some sense you know it's almost like the soundcloud era is coming back in a way people are looking to the underground again and that's not to say that people don't normally look to the underground because the underground always influences what's going on at the top but i feel as though people are kind of getting tired with, you know, the the routine big rapper rollout, your Cardi B's, you know, your your Drake's, your Magda Stallions, um, you know, they they want like their their Polo G's, they want their SSG Kobe's, they want their Sofagos, you know, it, it's it, honestly, it's I think where the younger generation is right now is what's going to be classics here you know in the next 15 years 
that that is the that's where we're going to start seeing more classics. And I feel like somebody like Drake, as good as a rapper that he is, I don't feel as though he's in that window anymore. He's kind of he's kind of like floating around in limbo, in my opinion. Everything you said, I I agree with for sure, because it's like as a day goes by. I remember there was a point in time when I was genuinely like genuinely genuinely like upset that Cardi hadn't released yet and I was at the point where I was like you know what I'm actually like I really could give two fucks if you ever release an album ever again you're not like you don't give a fuck about your fans and I'm done at this point like fuck you like you're 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 really pissing me off and I think that's a theme with also Cause I'm not a big, I'm not a big Kendrick fan, but I know Kendrick fans right now are probably fed up to the point where it's like, well, honestly, like I could die and never get another Kendrick album again. And I would just honestly be content. So I think to your defense, yeah, if, if these rappers and these big name stars like Rihanna, um, J Cole, Kendrick, Drake, uh, Frank Ocean, um, Uzi, Cardi, if they keep playing with these release dates and stuff, for sure, because these younger rappers, they just want to release music. Baby's dropping an album every year, sometimes two. P- Polo yeah. has dropped an album every year for the past, yeah. I think, three years. So, yeah. I Trippy think Red, I mean, that guy is releasing an album like every three months, man. Yeah. It's insane. It's it's fortunate for him because he was, so, into, in my opinion, he was so high off of life is um life is a trip like that was his pinnacle and even though every album since then has been worse um i do feel like he's still making decent music but that's only for the pure fact that life is a trip to me is not a classic because that's really just hard to to say but i guess in his bracket of rappers for sure in my opinion is a classic Cause there's no skips. You can play it yeah. front to back. I feel like, but Trippy Red could have been on the level of, of Cardi. He could have been an Uzi if he wanted to, but he um he just yeah. got lazy, got real lazy. In my opinion, I I feel as though Trippy Red is a a uh, almost evolved version of Playboy Cardi in a sense. Like we we have like if we were to look at it in Pokemon terms, we have. A Pokemon that you would find out in the wild, which is D Savage, you know that that'd be your your first Pokemon. And then when that Pokemon evolves, you get somebody like Trippy Red, you know, and you kind of train them up. And then once you can finally evolve somebody like Trippy Red, you get a Playboy Cardi, you know. That's that's where I feel that that uh, almost like industry mindset comes into play because D Savage, as good as a rapper he is. He'll never be on Playboy Cardi level because he doesn't have the industry mindset. You know, he's too focused on how other people view him instead of what Cardi is focused on is how he feels about himself. And that's why I feel like him and Trippy were able to garner such a fan base is because they just worry about themselves and they just tried to grow their aesthetic and people latched onto that. You know, but that's not to say that Trippy, like I said, Trippy's not on the 
on the uh, the pedestal that Cardi is like take that miss Mr. Rage uh, snippet that's been going around TikTok since like the past month. I mean, you hear that all the time. I think I think there was even a fan made edit where Playboy Cardi was rapping over that snippet. Yeah. You know, he he's dropping the ball on that just like, you know, Cardi was dropping the ball on K Cuddy Pissy Pamper. You know. So they they all they I wouldn't say all of them have 100% what it takes, but you know, they Trippy Red and Playboy Cardi have somewhat of an industry mindset to be able to, you know, get to where they are now. For sure. I think that D Savage at the in the wild i think that was like a perfect i think that was like the perfect example because i i really can't think of anyone else that's at his level which is fairly low which kind of stinks that's as talented as he is like as talented as he is like he's talented as fuck and to think about what separates him from cardi is just work ethic and consistency and the only thing that separates cardi i mean trippy from cardi is consistency it's just like i mean you could see a guy like cardi honestly is less talented than both of them in my opinion yeah he has the work ethic he has the self-image like between him and himself not between Mm -hmm. him and his fans or him and the you know the media because he know he knows like if he focuses on his image enough his fans will fuck with it and he really could give a fuck what the media thinks because they're not listening to his music Trippy really just doesn't really have that consistency that Cardi has, but he has the image. Like he, he has exactly what Cardi has when it comes to self image, but not the consistency. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I just, it just sucks. There's so many good artists out there that just won't ever reach their potential. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of a waste. I don't know, bro. You see baby, people like little baby, bro. Like, He's going to be a great. He's going to be a great. Him and Polo are going to be great. So like I really do think they're going to be, they're going to crack top 50, whether it's 40 to 49. I really do think they have the potential to crack top top 50. I don't know about Polo, but I could definitely, I can definitely understand where you're coming with baby for sure. See, the thing is, I don't know why you you have you have to listen to Polo. I listen, I like Polo. I like but, Polo. That's that's not, but I don't think he's gonna be a top. He's not going to be a top 50 rapper, you know? I don't know, but the way that he, the way that he's headed right now, like his first album was great. It was really, really good. His second album to me was better than, uh, nah, his first one was good as hell though. And he, I feel like if he makes something within the realm of whatever he made those, both, both of those two projects, or he exceeds one of them, I don't know, but he has a great trajectory because he could make eight more albums after that. Yeah. So, I think if it's all said and done, like right now, no, he's not a top 50 rapper, not even a little bit. If he makes something like if he makes six more projects down the line, I feel like he has the potential to. But I definitely see I mean, where you're coming from, though. It's it'll have to be a project that is literally like it's like um, Polo G is like one step away from being Roddy Rich, But for some reason, I, I don't feel as though he has something about him that makes him stand out enough who Polo? i think he's a i think polo's a great six man you know he's super consistent he's a dark horse 
but he has I, I don't think he has like that wow factor and maybe it's because he's so young he hasn't you know attained it yet or you know put in enough work to find it but I don't think he has you know the it factor yet I think his it factor is just in pure skill I I feel like I feel like out of all the all the rappers that he raps with, I think he's the best rapper out of all of them. I do think Baby is right there with him, and Baby is probably better than him. But I think if you listen to even even his breathing, as ridiculous as that may sound, <laughs> when you hear when you hear Polo like breathe, like he does, he one takes the shit. Like he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't really like punch in. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't really say a line, stop, and then say another line. Like you can hear in the way that he's breathing, like as he's rapping, that he's collecting mm-hmm. the way that like he's collecting his like his raps. Like he's collecting his breath mm-hmm. so he can continue to rap like all like in one take. And niggas aren't doing that now. Niggas really aren't doing yeah. one takes. Like you gotta be like the greatest of the greatest to do one takes, I feel like because Cole does it one takes. I don't even think Drake does one takes. No, definitely not. Yeah, I don't even he think punches Drake. in. He definitely punches in. I know Kendrick doesn't do. I mean, I know Kendrick doesn't punch in, bro. Kendrick, oh my god! I don't know, dude. It's here. Here's how I see it, man. That a lot of the rappers that you just named, um, when I imagine like the landscape of what the rap genre is made of, I almost see like an arrow of like the manifest destiny. You know, this this is like the pinnacle. This is. You know, we, we're owed this, um, you know, optimum of, of artistic expression and every rapper is, is it's on this on their way to try to get to that point. And a lot of the rappers that you named are they're really close to, you know, that arrow of of getting there. But I feel like when referencing like top 50, we got to think about like all the other artists that are just way, way out there you know, in, in no man's land that are just, they, they're gassed. They're slapping every, every album, like, you know, like here, Conway, the machine just came out with a new album and it, it hits harder than probably the last two months worth of rap I've listened to, you know, Billy Woods, super experimental hip hop, like true experimental hip hop just slaps every single time you know vince staples super underrated doesn't get enough love for what he does slaps every time you know it's it's a lot of great stuff going on out there that it's not on the billboards and i feel like that's when you have to go to like backwater shit you got to go like anthony fantano or somebody like that to even come to come to the scope, come to an area where it's being analyzed and reviewed and reviewed and, and criticized and to even be opened up to that idea. I don't think though, I don't think they'll have that platform just because of how we like to listen to music or the norm. The norm likes to listen to easy, you know, easy listens, like fun yeah. shit. But people would probably say that Ben Staples isn't fun or I've actually never listened to Billy Woods, so I, I can't speak on him. But Conway is like straight, like it's straight lyrical yeah. with him, and it's straight cadence. It's not, 
any of that fun shit. Like he's he's really going in. He's really going to the studio to get to fucking work. Like he's going to work. A lot of these a lot of these rappers now aren't really going to the studio to work. They're they're going to go make a hit. But when you think of Griselda, like you were saying, my nigga, they don't fucking play, bro. <laughs> they they don't play. No, they, not at all. Not they, at all. They get fucking busy in the studio. And I was they do. I I I went back and started listening to a lot of old Eminem that I used to listen to. And mm-hmm. I understand why people would say that he's not the, you know, he's not the best rapper. He's not like uh, Eminem's weird. But I don't know. Eminem just gets busy. Like he really like him. And like that's what I think those are like the greatest rappers. Like Kendrick is a mixture of like really working and fun because Kendrick is, is the ultimate storyteller. Like Kendrick is probably right there with Biggie. You have you have also a fun side to him where he, where he does different, you know, like different, you know, like even like on blood. He has his his little skits. Um, yeah, different vocal inflections. Um, sometimes yeah. they're really weird. They're weird, but I mean that's kind of it's, when you it's put similar this, to Eminem, dude. That's it's really yes. similar to Eminem and Eminem in that sense. Yeah, yeah. That's what kind of turned me off to both of them. I really didn't like that weird. And same with DMX. I didn't really like their weird vocal inflections that sometimes that they would do. But yeah, dude, those are the greats. Those are what those are what make them great. But you don't feel like you don't feel like Kendrick is a top tier storyteller. Well, you know, you know, I was thinking about this earlier this week from our last conversation. And it's it. I think where me and you don't see eye to eye on this topic is like. So look at it this way. The Wright brothers, when they flew their first airplane and got it up in the guy and came down safely that was an extreme event in human transportation you know there's there was never anything that that was close to that except like airships you know you know the heisenberg stuff like that and i feel as though in the rap landscape you have these extraordinary events where nothing like that is, has ever been seen. And this is where these rappers, their name lives on forever. It's, it's, it's a part of the history. It's part of the history of rap. And not to discount, you know, those events of rap history, but now we have, you know, these huge aircraft, these huge Boeing planes, these jets, like, you know, they may not be as historic of an event, but these are like the most crazy, um, you know, souped up versions of what that first airplane could have ever been, you know? And it's like looking at somebody like Biggie compared to somebody like Kendrick. I mean, of course, you know, Biggie deserves his flowers, but at the same time, when you're looking at somebody like Kendrick, if, if Kendrick and Biggie were to have, a rap off, who do you think is going to win? Hey, in what sense? Like a rap battle? Overall, just overall. You're just listening to it. Who do you think is going to win? Okay, so okay, I'll put it into two terms. If it's a versus, shit, actually, bro, I can't even. I think Biggie's winning both of them. I think he's. Okay, yeah. Both. See, that's that's 
this is what I'm talking about, where we don't see eye to eye. Cause now, nah, but look, like look, Kendrick is a super evolved version of what Biggie is. Well, and okay, in this sense, in the sense of this, like this Patrick, day and age is production. Patrick. Patrick, what? It's like it's like a a, a human against like a Neanderthal. Right. This is how super evolved rap no, has become. No, no. It see, is. I, I can't even I can't even leaves. I can't even agree because look, listen, like it's for the pure fact that Biggie didn't have the production of the opportunities that Kendrick has, you know, I will say that yeah, he is the evolved version of them. But when it comes to bare skill, it's close as fuck. And I'm honestly gonna say Biggie. Just because he didn't have anyone to look at when it came to the way that he rapped. I feel like he adopted a style that nobody, I mean, the great, in my opinion, well, the greatest rapper of all time, his biggest influence was this man right here, Biggie. Okay. Jay Z. No, Jay Z's biggest influence was Biggie. Bro, we're not, we're not, we're not finna get into that, that, that topic because. There's no way that you don't think Jay Z is the best rapper of all time, but we'll discuss. We'll we'll, we'll get to that after uh, after I explain this. Okay, Kendrick adopted his style from a lot of these great rappers. You know, the greatest of all times now. So he had a blueprint that he could plug in. Like he had a he had an equation. So he had the Pythagorean theorem that he could you know plug in and find you know the solution. Biggie created the Pythagorean theorem. He's the one who created the theorem from scratch. And had to test yeah. it out many times to see if it would work. And, you know, yeah. thank God it worked because now he's one of the greatest yeah. of all time. So, yeah. But it's like having the Pythagorean theorem and then like landing on the moon, you know, <laughs> of course, it's something it's you had to measure your angles. But it's the <laughs> fact that you went to the moon that counts. You feel me? He went to the moon, though. He he went platinum both. It, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure he he has two platinum albums. He went two for two and died. Biggie? Yeah. Well, first- I mean, there's like thousands of rappers now compared to, you know, hundreds of rappers then. But even you got to think about the landscape, how the landscape has changed. Things have become so watered down. It's so hard to even get noticed. I mean, if Biggie were to rap now, if he were to if he were to be rapping right now, he would not even hit the billboard. You talking about like with skill? Like I'm talking People actually liking the music, he would not hit the billboard, bro. It's almost like, and, and that's not a knock to Biggie. I'm not trying to say that Biggie is not a good rapper. What I'm trying to say here is that, again, back to like MF Doom. MF Doom wasn't cracking the billboard, really. I don't think he has a single song that was on, on Billboard Top 200. But he's still one of the greatest rappers that has ever lived, you know? And it's just because that's things have evolved beyond that, you know, as good as MF Doom is, somebody else has taken up that mantle and has taken it into a different direction. It's always about the influence. So that's where I feel like if Biggie was a if if he was rapping, if he had those same projects come out right now, it, it would not even crack Billboard. Well, you can't say just that. be honest. You gotta that's, be honest with that. That's different. There's different styles. You can't say if I drop this project right here, right now, 
Because, I mean, obviously it wouldn't because that's not the sound now. But if you took Biggie and his skills with the producers now, yes, mm-hmm. Biggie would chart and Biggie would be probably – he would probably sell a little less than Kendrick. No, I, I honestly think him and Kendrick would sell identical. I really do think him and Kendrick would sell identical. No, I think Kendrick – and this is this can be applied to all current rappers right now. It's always it's always about the influence. It's, it's always about how you perceive your influence and you know what you're able to do with that. Travis Scott, for example, he it, those first few those first few uh, projects, you know, Owl Owl Pharaoh, Days Before Rodeo, he was really wearing his influences on his sleeve, you know. And from there, now we're to Astro World, you know, one of his probably his most critically acclaimed album to date. Not my favorite, but critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, you know, that he's gotten from how his influences have influenced him to actually harboring his own sound. So much so that other rappers are taking up after that and are making music influenced from what he's done. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's almost like it's almost like um, Avatar where, you know, your your past avatars have given you wisdom. But it's about what you do right now. That's really going to, you know, make history. It's going to make the difference. You know, it's in the now. And I, that's where I feel like, yes, these are forefathers. But, you know, just because they are forefathers doesn't mean that people haven't progressed past them and, and, and that list it has to be updated it has to be updated all the time that top 10 has to be updated all the time and i i agree with you on that for a fact and i will prove it to you right here i do not think biggie and Pac are close i don't think they're close i don't think Pac is nearly as good as a rapper as biggie i don't think he's a better storyteller than biggie I don't think he has a better cadence or a better flow than Biggie. I really don't think he does anything better than Biggie. Me, personally, I want to put Pac in my top 10. I barely put him in my top 15. And people are sitting here blindly saying that he's the greatest rapper ever, which is just it's just crazy. That's like the craziest thing ever to me. And I'll, I'll explain it to it right now for everyone that's listening. That's yeah. like, oh, no way. Not. Nah. So <laughs> Pac is... Okay, so if Pac started rapping in 2001, 2002, he would be either a poor man's version or a glorified version of 50 Cent. Here's my, okay, here's, yeah. here's my reasoning for this. 50 Cent was a great rapper. No one's sitting here saying 50 Cent's a top, even top 20 rapper. No one's saying that he's a top 10, top five rapper. He's a great rapper. But the main reason why people were buying 50, 50 CDs and listening to his music is because the things that he was rapping about, he was really doing. 50 got shot, people would say three, six, nine times. Regardless, he got shot multiple times. So people are seeing this on the news like, oh, shit, like this nigga is hard as fuck. Pac back then was the first nigga mm-hmm. to really like get shot for real. Niggas that like really like did that shit. Pac got shot, sent to the hospital came out and then started recording music like niggas weren't doing that people aren't doing that right now you know what i mean so i think that was that helped 
Pac's legacy um, and at the time solidified him as the greatest rapper ever because Jay-Z was a young bull. He wasn't really on shit like right around the time Pac died. Um, Biggie obviously was number two. Um, Nas was kind of further along in his career, but he hadn't finished and he hadn't made Stillmatic. So Mm -hmm. I think you're listening to a lot of these rappers like J. Cole and Kendrick and people would be like, how dare you say they're better than Pac? But just listen to the music. Like I've yeah, I've dug deep into Pac's discography probably twice now. And I haven't been, yeah, I haven't been I haven't been like impressed at all. Like on a on a number one level. So I don't know. I just I do agree with you that for sure that the forefathers are definitely not always going to be the greatest. But I do think Biggie mm-hmm. is that one anomaly. I do think that his talent transcends generations and even him, even him sampling the Isley brothers, like off big Papa, it's like, that shit is crazy. Cause now people are sampling all these R and B classics. And yeah, I don't think any of them are better than big Papa. Cause I mean, the flow that he uses in that song, people are still using it now, or some people even try to attempt it, but can't even do it. Like songs like the 10 crack commandments or who shot you. Like, he has real talent, and I do think that's why I feel like he is a forefather that deserves his flowers. You know, I, yeah, I, I I agree with you in that sense, you know, and for you to be of this age now and to be willing to go back, experience, and, you know, have an opinion on older music, I feel like that puts you in the right spot to be making such a judgment because a lot of people you know whether they're just an old head or just didn't take the time to go back into the discography of an artist you know they are working with half the data you know they're working with with half the opinion and most old heads saying you know Tupac is the greatest rapper now I'm I'm sure are not listening to any rap that's been going on in the last 10, five years, you know, they've just completely shut out and they're okay with what they had. They're content yeah. with that. And that's where that's where I where the updated list comes back into play. You know, for you to make that judgment, you're working with enough information to where you've listened to what's come before in what's going on right now mm-hmm. and if you feel as though biggie is top then you know i'm okay with that i'm okay with that opinion you know i don't believe so in my opinion but i don't think you're wrong in that sense for you sure. get what i'm trying to say no for sure yeah and and and, and no that's the same i i agree with you as well like i don't I wouldn't crucify anyone for saying like Pac is the greatest rapper of all time. I mean, obviously I would be like, I don't agree. And here's why. And I wouldn't agree on any, you know, on any terms, but I mean, if I, you have a reasoning Pac is in my opinion, the most iconic rapper of all time. And I feel like he might always be the most iconic rapper to ever live. Um, He was an actor. He was the most, he was probably the most ruthless rapper to ever live. Um, he lived everything that he rapped about. So he was probably the most sincere rapper as well. 
So I do yeah. feel like he will be the untouched, most iconic rapper to ever live. As far as like getting in the booth and having the talent um, or having better talent than a lot of these rappers right now. No, I can't do it. He's not above M, Wayne, Biggie, in my opinion, um, Cole, Kendrick. I could go down so many people and y'all would be pissed. Like y'all would be like, okay, now you're <laughs> just talking out your ass. But I, it's just, I don't know. That's, that's, that's just my opinion. But this, so this is way, way off topic. So me and my mom were arguing this and we were talking about how, or I, I had brought it up. I was like, okay, so I classify actors and comedians versus designers and rappers when it comes to a rise to stardom. And I was telling my mom, I don't think I could be a, an aspiring actor, an aspiring comedian, because even the best of the best have to suffer for six plus years you know what i mean like a minimum four and i was like but when it comes to like musician or even like designing some people really blow up like overnight type shit and if you think about it like you can't think of an actor or a comedian that really just kind of woke up and that shit was just there you know what i mean like a real successful one like the b and a list of them but you think on the other side of designers or even people that make clothes or rappers niggas blow up overnight probably once a year like a b-list rapper probably blew up overnight you know what i mean like not overnight literally but within a span of like months to a year maybe a year and a half um excluding kid actors to adult actors oh well i mean okay well there's a few caveats that i think the first being the barrier of entry i think now that things are so widely available for music artists and you know designers they're able to create something literally overnight it it, all it takes is a drive some knowledge of the tools that are at your disposal and you can literally come up with something that will sell if you find the right audience. On the other hand, with comedians and actors, the barrier of entry, well, specifically the barrier for entry for actors is really high. And most of the time, if you're a comedian, I don't know about now, but back in the day, if you're a comedian, then most of the time you can transition into being an actor of some sorts. Acting, on the other hand, is a high barrier of entry. That starts as a kid actor. I'm sure if you were to take data of who started as a kid actor and, and who started as an adult and you know who's an A-list and who's not, most of the time the people that are A-list actors started, you know, as a young adult, a teenager, or a kid. You know. So I also you know you can't just um pick up a camera and just start recording and then you know get your shit into the movie theater it just doesn't work like that there's a whole process you got to go through you got to get casted you know you got to make sure you have the right proportions for the you know for the costume or you know whatever they're going to be putting you in you got to learn lines you got to do all this and this whole production process takes a year and then you got post-production and even then like 
if you're doing a show, it might not be picked up. Or if you're doing a movie, you might not make enough money and then nobody wants to cast you anymore. Like it's it's much high barrier of entry as well as the high risk of failure. You know? Yeah. The 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 movie industry is very much harder harder to grow into that and in, into a career that you want to be in. So the, those are the caveats I see. Back to the original argument, though. Um, I think that you can blow up off of a, a movie or a stand-up bit or something. I, I, I think it's entirely possible. And I think you your odds are just as good as, you know, a musician also in that same sense as a, as a musician, even though the barrier of entry is really low, that means anybody can do it. And that means that there's a lot of music out there that's going to grab everybody's attention. You know, the music that, I mean, the movie industry, I'm not saying that there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of movies that come out on a yearly basis, but you're going to know what the good ones are. You're going to yeah. hear about it. You're going to know. With yep. the music, there's a lot of music that that comes out on a yearly basis that you'll miss. And it's not because you're not in the know. It's just there's so much out there. That is, well, I would have to disagree with you there. That's, that's also with movies, too. I'll definitely, like, there would definitely be two great movies that drop on the same Friday. And people will go watch one and ignore the other and go back and be like, damn, like, like, where was this movie all along? Like, I never never knew this movie came out. They'd be like, yeah, it came out the same weekend as um, Endgame. No one really watched it. You know what I mean? So I do feel like, I feel like there's definitely movies that go untouched for sure. And I do think there's music sure. that goes untouched for sure. So, I, But that's what I'm saying. I think music, it's more prevalent though. I think there's just much more music out there. There's much more music on a daily basis that gets uploaded than movies that come out on a daily basis. Well, yeah. Around the world. Only for the pure fact that it can literally take someone 15 minutes to make a song. And yeah. Minimum. It also could take, take somebody someone. 15 minutes. It could also take somebody 15 minutes to blow up on TikTok and their whole song is just getting noticed by everybody in the whole world. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about movies. I know that. I mean, that's the juxtaposition I'm saying with the movie. It's going to take a, a movie a while to to get the buzz that it needs unless you're like avatar or something yeah the, you know that first that first weekend is like integral in terms of who's talking about it if your movie is hidden out first week box office sales that's saying something that means people are going to the movie and they're going back and they're telling their friends about it you know they're telling their family like oh you gotta you gotta see this you gotta see this you gotta see this yeah you know and and that's what i mean where when there's good movies out people know about it you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I definitely feel that. I feel that, especially since it's easier for a rapper, like an A-list rapper, to be spread like spread amongst friends rather than a, a great movie. Even though it's, you know, it happens yeah. with both like frequently, but it's definitely more frequent for a great album instead of a yeah. great movie. So I definitely And also also feel like it's attention span as well i think it's much harder to blow up off a movie because 
to watch a movie, you almost have to invest somewhat of your time and somewhat of your patience and attention. You know, music album though. There's some music out there that's well, almost because there's some music out there that is meant to just not be too aggressive in trying to take your attention away from things. There's music out there that's just meant to just be relaxing and for you to chill out and not really be wholly invested into it. Not saying you're listening to, you know, a Kendrick album, you know, or, but if you, if you're listening to like a crumb or if you're listening in a home shake or you're listening to like a flying Lotus album, you know, or, or Jay Dilla album, like, you know, I don't, that's not going to get all your attention unless you're, really invested into those artists and you're going to be intently aware of what's going on but you know with the movie you can't just sit there and not be totally invested because then you'll be like yo what's going on you know you you your attention got caught away for 10 minutes now you don't even know what's going on anymore that's yeah. that's where i feel like it's it's kind of harder to blow off a blow up off of a movie because the you, it requires the viewer to be more attentive and that's a lot in today's age you're right. Yeah. I think I still have to go with with what I came into it with, bro. I just I I don't know. Frequently, like frequency wise, yeah. This is not happening as much. Like an actor's not gonna get discovered within a year. It's most likely just not gonna happen at the age of twenty-four. At the well, age of twenty-four, a rapper can blow up in a year. Or twenty-one. Twenty-one is a better age. Twenty-one. I think, but it's a, it definitely is because of the caveats for sure. But that's the only reason, like, that's the reason why it's like that. And I wasn't saying like for under any circumstance whatsoever, like it's easier for a mus- musician to, I wasn't saying that I was just saying like in general. And. Well, I, my conclusion, my only conclusion could be that I think that it's just as hard to blow up as a movie actor or comedian slash actor as it is for a musician. I I think they're equally just as hard, but I think you have a possibility of blowing up as a musician. I just think there's, there's more opportunity to blow up as a musician. For sure. And I just think that's why it's like that. It doesn't happen like that for comedians and actors because they don't have, um, a SoundCloud, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. comedians don't have a SoundCloud they can go to. They don't have like a starting out bar and shit. Like designers have Photoshop, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they can make their shit off Photoshop. They can type a word and fucking print on a shirt all day yeah. long. And if it's a well, shirt that. I, I think it goes back to how do you see, I think, I think I think it does go back to how do you see an actor in the whole production process? Because when I'm thinking about it now, I don't see an actor as a creative, as we just talked about, a comedian or a musician. I think a, I think I, see, I think in actors, I mean, they are creative in a sense because they do have to give a performance. But I think the movie as a whole is more of the backbone of what makes the movie comes from like a director for photography or, you know, camera operators or, you know, sound mixers or, you know, post-productionists, like 
anybody that's working the backbone of what makes the movie is probably giving more than the actor does well, on most occasions. For sure. So I definitely would say those those things that you just named were the backbone, like the director and the and the mixer and the um and the camera, the 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 uh, views and the positions of the camera and all that things. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like the actors are the key pieces if that makes sense. Like I don't think the backbone would be able to it's basically just like without the actors, the body's paralyzed. You know what I mean? Like the spinal cord's broken. Yeah. The backbone is is snapped. Yeah. I feel like the actors are those nerves that make them, you know, move. Like those are the pieces that complete the movie. So I feel like let's say Interstellar. Like, say if Interstellar was Mark Ruffalo was the star of Interstellar. How do you think the how do you think the whole wait, vibe wait what? How do you think like if Mark Ruffalo was instead of Matthew McConaughey was the star of Interstellar? Oh. How do you think that would change the movie? Like same production, same director, same everything. Ooh, ooh. I don't think he would have gave as much of an emotional performance, but I think I think the performance would have been just as good. I've seen Mark Ruffalo in some in some some serious roles. I, I think I saw him in like a, de- a detective movie once, maybe. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, in he was I in think Shutter he would have done just as good as Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I don't think that he would be as emotional as Matthew McConaughey could be. Okay, let me get. Okay, let me let me switch the roles. Let me do some like. How do you think, like, someone like, all right, let me think. I'm trying to think of something, like, unorthodox. Like, okay, a movie like, just let me say this, a movie like The Great Gatsby, there aren't many other people that we can mm-hmm. think off of the top of our head that would give as good of a performance as Leo did. You know what I mean? And even though he wasn't in the movie, I couldn't name you a handful of actors that could have done better than Leo in that stop, movie. Stop. Better than be, I'm being be, serious. Better great Gatsby than him. Dude, Leo, honestly, bro, and that's this is no knock to, to Leo because I I he's actually one of my favorite actors, but he just felt like he was just playing a, a more like grandiose version of himself. And just set himself into like the 1920s or 30s or whenever it was set. I don't feel like he. It, okay, if you saw Leo, Leonardo in What's Eating Gilbert Grape, that's an acting performance for real. But I don't think Leo has really played a character in the last 10 years that has been any different. Actually, in Django, in Django, he did play, he did a really good acting performance. But most of the roles he's getting now is just him and a most it's a more grandiose version of Leonardo DiCaprio. But see, that's the thing. Like Leo isn't that guy in real life. I don't know why people think he's that person. The Revenant. Yeah. The Revenant. Yeah. The Revenant. That was good. That's a good acting performance. Yeah. But like, even like the Wolf of, Okay, people might be like, what? But like the Wolf of Wall Street and the Great Gatsby isn't the same character. I wouldn't say. It's 
uh, well, mm, I think, I think, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it's not the same character. I think it's just much. Um, it's a much more subdued version of of uh, Jordan Belfort, but it's it's still like the same edginess, the same grandiose style, you know. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Like somebody I, like um, somebody like Daniel Day Lewis. Like he gives an acting performance. He was in um, Paul Thomas Anderson's um, "There Will Be Blood." That's a good one. If you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. But he's an actor that that gives a a a, a different performance every time. Same with like Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, even. Even his movie where he played himself, he still was was not playing himself. You get me? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that's where I see like I, I again, I really like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's one of my favorite actors, but I don't feel as though he gives like it when I watch him, I don't feel as though I'm watching somebody other than Leonardo DiCaprio playing somebody else okay yeah I see that for sure and I think I think that's the same with like Matt Damon and like Mark Wahlberg and like yeah Seth Rogen and people like that that have that niche I feel like every movie I watch Matt Damon in or not Matt yeah Matt Damon he's wearing he's either like I feel like he's always the underrated character bro like have you seen the informant (laughs) No, I'm not. I've, I just feel like in every movie he's in peril. There's like like the informant. Um, there's a what is it? And Moneyball, he wasn't in. And which one? Moneyball. Money. That's the one with Brad Pitt. Oh, dang! I'm sorry. They look so alike. Sometimes I I get them confused. Oh, really? oh yeah no 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 brad no not brad pitt brad pitt's usually never in peril brad pitt's usually always like the superhero of the movie except for in up once time. and even then he was a hero in that movie um but like which one was in the martian is that matt damon yeah yeah he was in peril in that one too yes bro like he's like have you watched the have you watched the departed yeah, yes, right. In that, that movie too. too. Like, um, have you watched the the talented life? I think it's like the life of the talented Mr. Ripley or some shit. Oh, like Mr. Ripley. Yeah, he. Kills I haven't. Him. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's he's in peril <laughs> he in that gave movie. Gave it away, too. man. Even Goodwill Hunting, like, bro, like I could just keep going on and on. Yeah. And on. Like he always plays that person that's always under some type of scrutiny or pressure. Yeah. And it's he's he's an amazing actor. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from him for sure. But yeah. Yeah, he 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 plays yeah, a similar role. Same with Seth Rogen, bro. I mean, but everyone knows that though. Oh yeah, I mean Seth Rogen is just playing Seth Rogen. I don't he's think he's a different movie. Of, I don't think he's capable of playing a serious <laughs> role. No, definitely not. People thought that well, about Vince it might Bond. be like uh it might be like a Adam Stanler situation. Where you know people don't think Adam Sand- Adam Sandler could do any serious roles, and he comes out with like Punch Drunk Love or Uncut Gems, and he's like, "Yo, what? This the same guy that did uh, 
uh fucking grown-ups bro like <laughs> or fucking happy gilmore it's crazy. but yeah we want to thank you guys for tuning in um i hope you guys enjoyed the episode you know we're just going to con- continue to bring you guys great content you know yes, and really get into the meat of the conversation um and send us topics too. Like if y'all have something that you want us to touch on, send us topics. We'll definitely answer them in our podcast. So um, we're giving y'all the content that y'all want to hear. So we appreciate you guys. Yep. Thank you.